Hey guys, welcome back to another week of Autastic, your comedian's guide to autism. We have a special episode this week. I am one of your hosts. My name is Kirk, and I am interviewing our reporter, the roving Jill Escher. Jill, how are you? Kirk, long time no see, man. Glad to be back. Been a long time. Been a long time. Now, I was starting to think, it's how long ago did I meet you? This podcast has been going on, I want to say, six years, six, seven years. I think I met you towards the beginning. Is that possible? Yeah, yeah. It's probably been six or seven years. Yeah, yeah. I remember meeting you in Palo Alto, California, when you came out to do a show. Yeah, I think I was living in, in Beverly Hills at the time. I was trying to get my daughter into uh, uh, Beverly High, which is, uh, mm-hmm. in hindsight, was not the best move. And <laughs> if I remember right. And uh, yeah, wow, time just flies by. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, for those of you who don't, are, aren't longtime listeners, Jill is our roving reporter and has interviewed uh a lot of people I, I believe you were responsible for our temple grandin interview uh, uh you were responsible for a lot of interviews at different autism events different yes. scientists kathy lord i believe you spoke to yes um, yes it's been it's a been of, a while a lot of dignitaries though. of autism yeah you haven't you haven't sent me many marching orders <laughs> in recent years but um <laughs> you know to be honest i i now have my own podcast which is an an interview format podcast. So it's not really Mm -hmm. like Autastic. It's um, a podcast called Autism Confidential. It's the podcast of the National Council on Severe Autism. And we focus on questions, issues uh, around um, severe and profound autism primarily. And it's usually an interview format. So I haven't disappeared totally from the podcast sphere. Um, but have not been doing my roving reporter work. I get an F. Well, I feel like I should get credit for getting you started. I remember sending <laughs> you, I'm like, you could do this. Here's the equipment you need. I remember. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yep. That was awesome. It. <laughs> well, just um, like give us an example of, uh, give the people an example of, of what you would cover, like issues wise on your podcast. Just give them a taste of a little plot, a little. A little, what's it called? A little teaser for your podcast. Yeah. Like so, what issues are you talking about? Housing? Are you talking about bowel issues? Um, or? Oh my gosh. What have we have done both of those? We have we did have the poop okay. episode. <laughs> so okay. uh we we are not fearful of where we tread. Um, so uh National Council on Severe Autism is a nonprofit that I co-founded with a bunch of other autism advocates that focuses again on you know the end of the spectrum that involves intellectual disability and um, usually you know substantial functional deficits and often um, you know some challenging behaviors as well so you know as we know autism My is son. very your son would definitely fall within our purview <laughs> most yeah. definitely um and so would both of my kids so i have a son who's 24 who I think is the same age as JJ. Um, yeah. And then same build I, too, you told me. Yeah, same build. <laughs> He's a hunk of hunk of burning love, my son. And then my uh, my daughter, who's 17, who's actually right here behind me, but she's fuzzed out. You can't see her. Um, she's, you know, so she's 17 and both of them are nonverbal um, with autism and um, intellectual disability, but um, also extremely cute and adorable and wonderful as are really all of our kids. 
And um, so we we really set to uh, do advocacy for that portion of the spectrum that we felt was being very much overlooked in mainstream autism advocacy, which had drifted very much toward a neurodiversity paradigm. So if you went to like the mainstream autism advocacy organizations, um, they would be very much focused on, um, you know, people who were verbal, people without an intellectual disability, people who you might consider neurodiverse and not necessarily disabled, you know, people who needed you know, things like, you know, inclusion in college or, you know, inclusion in jobs, you know, things that were completely out of reach um, for our children. Sure. And we were very much feeling like, well, our kids' needs are being almost entirely overlooked. And so we tried to fill that void with this new organization, NCSA, and you can find it at ncsautism.org. And we continue to do that. We started in 2019. It's now 2023. So it's been four years. Um, so we're still kind of marching down that road and um, trying to work on some kind of pressing policy issues. You know, this uh, this portion of the spectrum, as you well know, through your own experience, um, has an incredibly hard time finding adult services, adult housing, you know, long-term care, adult medical services, even adult dental services, everything across the board um, seems to be incredibly hard in all 50 states. And we really need to do much more to address that. It's a very urgent and growing issue. So uh, we, as part of what we do in our advocacy, we did start a podcast called Autism Confidential. And we cover, um, gosh, we've covered all kinds of topics. We've covered, you know, um, fecal matters, as you, <laughs> as you alluded to earlier. Uh, we've covered housing-related issues, um, Medicaid related issues. Uh, God, what haven't we covered? You know, learning to swim, you know, dental care. Um, uh, oh my gosh, there's so many, um, you know, creating, um, you know, day programs, I'm guessing, employment, uh, work everything. Too, like uh, high, yeah. finding AIDS and finding, yeah. 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 Right? A yeah. Anything, yeah, Medicaid, yeah. you know, finding, um, finding adult services. Um, we've looked at, um, you know, just advocacy issues around, um, for example, the diagnostic scheme of autism and how absurd it's become that like, like our most recent episode um, was about the word autism. You know, for example, uh, the singer Sia uh, on a podcast, she said that she had been diagnosed as being on the spectrum. And so right. I, I had an episode about how absurd that is, you know, that somebody like Sia could have the same diagnosis as my nonverbal daughter. Like it makes absolutely no, no sense yeah, we, whatsoever. We've about that too. That, that's yeah. not helpful because- Not, uh, not helpful yeah. like at all and very harmful actually. Um, and so we had a couple of experts talking about what in the world does autism even mean anymore? So we cover a lot of ground. And um, again, it's it's not like autistic. We're very much a, an interview uh, oriented podcast. Um, and I think increasingly we're going into kind of policy oriented matters, which um, are not that popular with listeners. <laughs> listeners what, seem to like things that are, are a what, little bit more. Well, let me, let me just jump in here real quick. What, now what's the, what do you think the solution is to this? Like not podcast wise, government wise, yeah. like one of my pet peeves is when we go, I don't know, there's no funding for disabled adults or there's funding but they've set up roadblocks to weed out people to reduce you know if you have 100 people and you can discourage half of them it's only now you're only getting housing for 50 people you know i'm using small numbers but 
But then when there's a war with Ukraine, there's plenty of money to go send missiles. So there's clearly mm -hmm. is money. And I'm not saying the war in the Ukraine effort's not good. I support the I support the Ukrainian effort, but I I do think the funding of of for our disabled people is very important and often overlooked. And a poor and poor and uh, disabled people in this country have a lot of there's a lot of issues going on. There's a lot. So, what are you hoping to do? Do you try to advocate politically? Do you try to try to grassroots campaign to put something on a ballot or? Yeah, well, you know, this is a big topic because um, we are facing what I consider to be just a national catastrophe when it comes to adult autism. I don't beat around the bush. I don't try to prettify it. You know, we have um, ever increasing numbers of young adults aging out of the school system and falling off the cliff, right, is the term um, for what happens when they age out of school and into the adult system, which is massively underfunded. And falling off the cliff is a completely appropriate metaphor. I mean, they uh, the 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 school system, at least there is a nationwide mandate for um, education up through, you know, age twenty one. And then after that, you age into the Medicaid funded adult system. Uh, which is funded at a fraction at, of the um, childhood system. And the irony is, the, the really sad, terrible irony is that, of course, the needs are much greater in adulthood than in childhood because well, yeah, it doesn't parents, go away. And, it doesn't and go and away and the parents get it's older. It's going to be a lot longer. It's a lot longer. Um, you know, the parents are less able to care for their adult children. Um, then they inevitably age, you know, become infirm and die, <laughs> right? And so it's a much bigger well, things problem. Well, according to the plan, yeah, you you don't outlive your kids. I mean, you hope your kids outlive you, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yes, yes, and they do, and they do. I mean, yes. uh, you know, there, there are, you know, classically in, in the world of developmental disabilities, that wasn't true. You know, the kids did not necessarily outlive their parents. When you look at things like Down syndrome, cerebral palsy, epilepsy, you know, their lives were quite a bit shorter, you know, but my, my yeah. kids haven't, you know, are projected to have a normal age, you know, lifespan. And, um, you know, I, I will definitely predecease them. You will definitely predecease JJ. I'd put money on that. I hope so. I've worked hard. I'm ready. I'm done. I mean, yeah, you're done. <laughs> <laughs> joking. joking. You still dark. have a baby face, though, Kirk. Just no matter what you do, you still look 25. <laughs> I still have a fat little baby face of a broken yep. man on the inside. Um, <laughs> um, yeah. So, I mean, we. No, 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 I, I get that. Yeah. I mean, the, we work on these very terribly. Um, terribly monumental um, issues that are facing our community. Um, you know, we lack everything. You know, we lack day programs. We lack employment programs. We lack uh, access to crisis care and, you know, even basic medical care, psychiatric care. You know, we lack, of course, housing options. Um, we lack a guardianship system that is really robust and ensures that our kids are well supervised, you know, after we're gone. Um, it's very bad on every level and at the national level and at the state level, um, you know, and you're like, well, what's the answer? So well, back to my question. <laughs> so what's the answer? What's the answer? Well, you know, it's sort of multifold. I mean, first we need to raise okay. and people say, well, autism awareness. I'm like, oh, we've barely scratched the surface of autism awareness. We've, we've definitely made people aware of kind of cute little kids, you know, that have autism. But there is barely well, yes awareness. Or no. I told about a story the... last night at a, at a show. I'm on a ship and I had a theater show and I told a story about 
when I take JJ out, if one of us has to go to the bathroom, we both have to go in the stall. And I told a not cute story about barely <laughs> making it in the stall. <laughs> so, uh, and then him trying, him trying to leave and me still going to the bathroom and then, you know, come back here. I'm not finished. And he's like, no, I don't want to. It looks like I'm dragging this man in the bathroom to, uh, to have a relationship with. It was <laughs> those 800 people in that theater are very aware. <laughs> Oh, That's I've had, I've though, had yeah. moments like that with my bad, son. Oh yeah. my gosh. <laughs> I had a bad coffee at Ikea and I had to go. It's like, you know, you get to a certain age, <laughs> you don't decide when you go to the bathroom. I got to go. I got to go right now. We're going to the bathroom. So, anyway. Yep, honey. But yep. Um, yeah, you've been there. I'm sure you had to do something similar. Yeah. <laughs> oh yes. I have a, I have a story of a woman wanting to call the police on me when I brought Johnny to the bathroom. So um yeah, that was fun. Yeah, well, I had I dragged this man in there, and for long time listeners, uh, my wife was uh, mixed, and so she she, she there she's she's much darker than me. She had the Indian kind of uh, can I say body hair? Can you say that? Well, anyway, JJ's got a full matted chest hair, a mustache, so it doesn't look like it becomes dad. It looks like I'm dragging this Turkish guy into the bathroom <laughs> with me, and so yeah, it's like. And he did not want to go, which I don't blame him. Who wants to watch a grown man take a poop? But bro, you got you got to come in. So yeah, yeah. Anyway, yeah. Well, uh, yeah. <laughs> so uh, back back to the well, theme. Those are aware. <laughs> um. Yeah. But, so uh, but I do think those stories, all joking aside, I yeah. do think those stories are important because uh, statistically, I did two shows last night. Sixteen hundred people are going to be aware if, so, if that happens to them, and they see a man drag another man in the bathroom, and it looks like more. They might, oh, maybe that one's disabled. Seriously, it's like, you got to tell these stories. I do think it's important. Yeah, and a part of what NCSA is about is about telling these stories. And if you go on our website, yeah, go yeah, on our blog, yeah. yeah, go on our webinars, go on our YouTube channel. We do not shy away from telling, you know, the truth about, you know, severe forms of autism. Um, and, you know, I, I think we're often vilified by the neurodiversity, neurodiversity advocates you know, some of them, of course, the, the Twitter mob will go on and say anything, you know, it doesn't matter if it's grounded in truth or not. Um, and they'll, um, you know, criticize well, us the for telling the these stories. Yeah. yeah, and we aren't salacious. I mean, we just try to be fair and honest. No, I'm and, thinking the know, things they say sometimes. I feel like oh, they so say the, yeah, the things they say, yeah, oh, then are clickworthy. Exactly. It's like, yeah. oh, clickbait. Yeah, and it doesn't matter if it's true or not, you know. Instead of saying, I don't know if I agree with this lady's point of view, it's better to say, this lady's a monster and she's You're destroying right. this <laughs> autistic kid. Right, Sophie? Clicks. Sophie's right behind me. Sophie, my monster. Yeah, she's like, meh. <laughs> she's like, man, I just want to go to the beach. We're in Hawaii and she just wants out of here, oh, nice. man. She just wants to go go swimming. Um, so uh, anyway, yeah, people definitely can check us out at NCSA. You know, we don't have a magic wand, um, but we definitely believe that, you know, this voice has been absolutely um, sidelined and marginalized in the autism community. And we want to make it much more of a predominant, preeminent and loud voice. Um, our kids who cannot speak for themselves, absolutely 100% deserve a voice and to be recognized and it's our moral duty to do that for them yeah, what, to make sure their needs are addressed and i go you're speaking for autistic people they can speak for themselves like, <laughs> yeah, I wish. so sophie come on this podcast yeah. right now 
<laughs> yeah, I wish. I mean, you know, listen, we live in the world of reality. We don't live in the world of, you know, ideology or fantasy. We just, we see things the way they really are. And if that's, if that's hurtful to some people, we're very sorry. Um, but um, uh, what do you, we do not uh, want to try some action items. Let's get some action items to people. So like, what are your, what are your thoughts on that? How does that work? Should they be, should they be messaging their local Senator or what do you, what do you advocate for people to do? Okay. So we actually have something called the national grassroots network or the NGN. And that is a group we have, I don't know, about 700 people signed up already for it. It's very easy to do from our website, ncsautism.org. Just click on national network. It takes one minute to sign up. And once you're in our database, we have a way to connect with you, you know, when we need some action in your state. So let's say, I don't know, let's say, for example, there's a bill in the state of New Jersey around guardianship. Well, we might want to activate our base in New Jersey. Bless you. <laughs> a chew. Allergies on board. And Excuse me. Again. Sorry, and, I'm, I'm allergic to the truth. Continue. <laughs> and so, yeah, if you're part of the NGN, we can reach out to you and say, hey, you know, this is something you might want to contact your senator about or whatever it might be. Um, and then if you're on our Facebook group or if you sign up for our newsletter, obviously you can see action items, you know, there as well. Um, some things are very I'm state signed based. up for it. Oh, good. Okay. Yeah, it's very easy. Just sign up for a newsletter. If you go to our homepage, the first thing you see is newsletter sign up and all it asks for is your name and your email address. Boom. And you'll be on our newsletter I'm, and you'll be I'm special. I don't think I even signed up. I just get it. You just get it. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, maybe I get that. <laughs> yeah. I think uh, I started getting it one day and I'm like, this, it's just, oh, this is Jill. Okay. Okay. Uh, yeah. I'll keep, okay. I'll keep getting it. Um, I love it. So how, how is Kevin? Talk to us a little bit about and I, if I pull the thing away from my head and sneeze again, I apologize. But talk to us again about the uh, housing struggles when you went to, people ask me sometimes about JJ, what housing is like here, how difficult it would be to get what he gets in Sweden, which I, I even have complaints about what he gets in Sweden in the sense that we're still trying to find him a job. But the housing has been great. And uh, mm -hmm. talk to us a little bit about that, about uh housing in California for, which is a very liberal state for, for yourself. Right. Um, well, the housing situation, whatever you're willing to don't. Yeah. yeah, no, I mean, it's a disaster. It's a disaster. I mean, let's be honest here. It's an, it's a 100% clear disaster. There are very, very few success stories when it comes to housing for adults with severe forms of autism. Um, you know, the wait lists in some states are decades long. And even if you get what's called a waiver, so when you get what's called an HCBS waiver, which is uh, Medicaid, mostly Medicaid funded and state funded subsidy for um, uh, support services, you often can't get the services because you can't find the staff to deliver the services, right? And you know the the, the supposed vendors the that are out there in the system it. have no no space. They have no availability, right, to take on additional cases. Um, no, they're, it, it, it's really bad. And um, I hear all the time from social workers, psychiatrists, hospitals even, um, you know, obviously from parents and family members and caregivers, um, you know, people who are in crisis and just can't find anywhere for their loved ones to go. 
Now it's much easier if you have higher functioning forms of autism. There's more support services available because more agencies and vendors are willing to take on those cases. They're willing to take on those cases because they're much easier. You know, it doesn't take well, as much staff. The, 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 yeah, the ratio of staff to isn't yeah isn't as, is is uh, is uh, what strong dominant uh, necessary yeah it's almost one to one with with the very severe yeah it's 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 one to one right with with most of yeah. our kids and with some of our kids it's two to one staff ratio or three to one I know yeah. I know of some cases up there you know that cost you know yeah. million dollars a year um, and uh, wow. you know it it's it's very very challenging and so you have the brick and mortar issue, right, which is, you know, buying a place, accessing, you know, um, a, an apartment or a group home. And then you have the services the issue. Physical housing. And they're often funded yeah. separately. So not only you need you need two pieces, right? Not just one piece. You need two pieces in place, right? You need two, two minor miracles. You know, two minor miracles. And I would say you actually need three because you need the, um, the supervised Sophie say, hi, she's that blurry thing in the background. Um, oh, I said pink shirt, yeah. <laughs> pink shirt. Um, you need, you need three because you need, uh, the supervisory, um, element to it, you know, who, which would be, you know, the, the guardian, the conservator, you know, the person right. who's actually, um, making everything happen and ensuring the right. quality of care right so you know there's really three legs to this stool and getting all three of them to work is as you said a minor miracle right in our system and and our i'm system not exaggerating is, i'm not no. imagining i'm not i'm not exaggerating no. yeah, it is a, it is a minor it's or, yeah. or, or a miracle and yeah this is why jj is stuck in sweden because you know finding something and we talk about this all the time where people go oh don't you make a good living i'm like a good living is like <laughs> yeah i mean first of all i mean yeah, $100,000 is not uh, his, yeah. Anyway, I do fine. But uh, as you know, to fund something like that is- Oh, it's uh, so, ex it's it would, excruciatingly it would, expensive. It would be, yeah, it'd be, even if I made a quarter of a million, if I make a quarter, then I'm going to clear about 180. And I don't know if he, you know, I, yeah. Anyway, we don't have to talk numbers on here, but uh, yeah, it's a, it's a tough, it's a really tough one. And then also- Well, anyone can do nervous. the math, Kirk. Okay, let, let me explain. Yes. Like my son, yeah, you who, again, is like kind of like JJ level, right? He needs, yeah, I would say I would say pretty close. Yeah, he needs one-on-one -on -one care 24-7, right? Well, yeah. okay, if you have a 40-hour work week, right, which is kind of yeah. what is expected in California under various laws, 40-hour work week, um, okay, that means you need three full-time people during the week and you need it two people on the weekends so he needs five and that's with staff. nobody taking vacations and stuff and that's yeah. with nobody taking vacations and and not yeah, including sick a supervisor, and, yeah. right so you're talking yeah. about a yeah. minimum of five staff it's a for team of one people. person okay it yeah. does not take a super genius to figure out well let's say the staff let's say each staff member is getting paid let's say 60 grand let's pull that number out of a hat all right that's another problem you pay an absolute minimum wage then you're yeah. going to get people that don't want to do this job that are doing this job until they can leave to work at Burger King, honestly. And it's like, yeah. you don't want people that don't care at all for the disabled because it'll be. No, and they don't last that before long. And it doesn't no. go well. No. It does not go well. And that we have a huge staffing crisis. So anybody who knows elementary. Well, part of the solution is you got to pay them a little bit more. 
that's yeah. part ahead, of, part of the solution. Ahead, no, no, no. I mean, you're right. You're, you, I mean, we definitely need to uh, recognize these jobs um, for the complexity um, they entail. Uh, we need people to be better trained. We need people to be better supervised. And, and you know, in Sweden, they take, they probably take five weeks a year, five or six weeks of vacation a year, which honestly, if you're taking care of my son's uh, bowel movements and stuff, I mean, I mean, you're going to need a break. You need a break. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 absolutely. Um, and so, I mean, you know, what what's the solution to it? I mean, clearly, I, I'm I'm a big proponent of maximizing medical care for this population to minimize their challenging behaviors, which would therefore, you know, maximize their ability to access services. So what's crazy is, you know, these systems are so fragmented and so disconnected that the medical care piece is completely disconnected from the, from the um, long-term care piece. Sorry, I have, I have a meeting in a few minutes, so I, I will have to go. Um, Let's wrap this up. You got one had, minute. I have one minute. But if we had a sane system, we would invest everything we possibly can in the medical and psych psychiatric care of this population so that their care needs would be lower right? And they'd be more, more able to access healthier, care. Yeah. If they're healthier, if they have fewer challenging behaviors, if they're happier, right? Yeah. Ugh, you know, and like getting dental care, you think, well, we should make sure these people have all the dental care they need. Because the last thing you want is these guys running around with pain, right? <laughs> In their mouths that, that they might act out about. But no, I mean, we don't have it. We have completely irrational system. Anyway, I can go on forever, Kirk. I don't have time, unfortunately, but... Um... Oh, it's great. Guys, this is a little bit different week. We uh, It was an absolute privilege to have, uh, to have Jill back on the podcast. Maybe it's been a year. It's been too long. Um, you plugged your podcast. You plugged the newsletter. Um, yeah, 30 seconds. Anything else you want to say? And I'll plug with some dates I'm doing, and then uh, we'll wrap up. Anything else you want to say, Jill? Oh my gosh. Not a trick um, question. <laughs> so much to say. I, I really think, you know, all of us who are listening to this, you know, we are in this for the long term. You know, this is a marathon, it's not a sprint. Um, as your child grows older, you will become more intimately familiar with the extent and depth of this crisis. And we will be there. We are not going anywhere. And I hope you can join. Um, NCSA's um, advocacy efforts and our awareness efforts. Our, our latest awareness campaign is around um, the systemic discrimination against um, people with severe and profound autism. And I hope you look that up on our homepage, ncsautism.org, um, and get involved. You know, um, uh, you know, I wish I had a magic wand, as I said, and we don't. So we're in this together. Um, I do have a new TEDx talk. And it is um, posted on the TEDx website. There's a link to it from our homepage as well. And you might want to take a look at that because that goes over some of the broad issues um, that, that we are facing. That's it, guys. Uh, I'm going to ship the next, off and on the next few weeks. I've got to ship out of the uh, Sweden, thankfully, and I'm going to get off and go straight to see JJ uh, in person on land. End of August, I am at Absolute Comedy in Ottawa. I'm going to 
Home Special. If you are in Ottawa or Toronto, Toronto's like an hour and a half away, you come see me live. If not, I'm back in New York City doing shows throughout the month. Guys, have a great week. Don't be discouraged. We're all in this together. You can do it. <laughs>